Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your recap episode for this week's AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. And joining me to break it all down, Greg Ducharme is here. Greg, what's up, buddy? What's going on, boys? Um, what an interesting week. The, today was a really interesting day. I mean, it seemed like for a while there we were waiting and waiting for something to happen. And then it did, and it, we, we were on the roller coaster ride. I just I didn't expect to have as many uh, ups and downs and twists and turns. I thought it'd be a little more straightforward today, but PGA Tour never fails. That is true. The PGA Tour does never fail. There was a time where like six guys were tied for the lead with a combined, I don't know, five PGA Tour victories or something outrageous. Kyle Porter is here. KP, we almost had one. We almost had a Spieth one. Not to be. Well, it was it was kind of win-win for me because Hoagie was my sleeper. You knew I'd get that in within two minutes of starting this podcast. <laughs> yep. Second sentence after you after you came on the show was the Hoagie and sleeper. Then if he didn't win, then then we get we get speed. So it, it was really, you know, I think sometimes these weeks you're like, oh, Pebble, the field is not great. Like, what what, what is this week going to be like? And maybe we'll talk about Saudi here in a minute too. Like it was like a fun day of golf. Like, like, and some of that is just speed being in it makes it more exciting, but it was a truly like exciting, great. I, I just, I, I say this all the time. I can't believe we get to talk about this stuff every single week. Am I the only sucker that enjoys watching guys try to win for the first time in 200 events? And you know, no. it's, the, you know, it's not going to be easy. Like it's, it's never com- easy. It's compelling. It's so compelling. And I just said this on HQ. I think, the thing about the thing I was thinking about, like even as it relates to Spieth, is he didn't play that bad down the stretch, right? He made the, the bogey on seventeen was not good, mm-hmm. but like I was thinking about how perfect you have to be to win, not not to like top ten. You don't have to be perfect to top ten, but to win, you have to be almost perfect for most of the day on Sunday. And we saw. We'll talk about Hoagie's stats here in a minute. He was pretty much perfect on the back nine on Sunday. And it's just like any tiny mistake and you're, you're cooked. You might finish T nine, you know? And so it's just, it's that's, that would be stressful for me as, as a player. Tom Hoagie in his 204th career PGA tour event has captured his first Victory 55 to one, as Kyle noted, he was his sleeper. So make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram for those cheat sheets. But Greg, he gets it done. And uh, let's start with the back nine because Kyle's absolutely right. Nearly flawless back nine here with birdies on 11, 14, 16, huge one on 17. That's the par three. And then he played 18 as a true three shotter because he knew exactly where he was and he did exactly what he needed to do. Yes, uh, it, it was it was really cool to see because he hits it pretty close at 11, which you can do. This is what Pebble offers. It, it, it offers a number of short holes, 
in this later part of basically from uh, I mean, 10 today was really short, but but the entire back nine is gettable and it gives you opportunities, but they're not gimmies. And so you hit a great shot into 11 and convert for the birdie at 14. Uh, you, hit, you hit another good one in there. But the key was the uh, 14 made a really nice putt, too. But um, 16 was sweet. This is where the same hole that that Spieth holds it on last year. He hits one that this is this is why we love firm and fast, because you have to land it. Where do you land it? 30, 40 feet away from the hole and it ends up five. I I had real deja vu in that moment when he hits that approach into 16. If you're if you remember last year, this is where Jordan Spieth swings it in uh, and holes out. And last year I was thinking there's no way that thing gets to the cup. There's just no way. And it keeps trickling and it keeps trickling. And as soon as Hoagie's landed and starts going in that direction, I'm going. There's no way it gets there. And it, it yeah. stops like one revolution short. I was like the same exact reaction I had two years in a row. But the difference is the the ball was bouncing this year. It's one thing when it hits and releases. That's not but but that first judging that first bounce is a really big factor. And Spieth shot took a really big bounce on that green, too. So um, it you just have to be so precise. You have to understand how to get the ball close to the hole. And it took a lot of creativity and imagination even for short even for shortest shots into the green so that was that was a really cool shot and then he really put the hammer down with the putt at 17 i I, i'm a huge tom hoagie fan he's um one of my go-to poppers we talked about on tuesday when kyle picked him but um i i didn't think he was going to make that at 17 and no i mean when he did he really i mean he, he vince cartered it basically he did. Uh, I got I got his numbers here. Uh, you might have mentioned a couple of these, but back nine, nine of nine greens in regulation, which pebble, not easy. Uh, seven approaches inside 20 feet. Average proximity was 15 feet, five inches, which is a joke. Yeah. And he gained 2.3 strokes on approach shots alone. I think he gained almost one on the shot on 16, but still 2.3 overall. He, he just... He flushed everything he looked at. And he well, and one of the ones that was, was outside 20 feet was on 17, which okay. he made for birdie. That's what I was going to ask. What, what was the average proximity again? 18 15, feet? 15.5. Jesus. Okay, yeah, because the, sh- the the putt he buried on 17 was 21 feet, 11 inches. That was the it, one outside. So and then the other, the other one outside 20 feet was on uh, 18. It was like th- – because he's kind of – I mean – that's yeah. a little unfair because he's playing conservatively for the win and he hit it to 35 feet or whatever. So before that, it was like 12 feet. I mean, it was just it was so impressive. And um, man, it's just it's crazy that I was actually like kind of flummoxed by the fact that he didn't have any he, he like didn't react to winning. Did you guys notice that? Yes. Do you and, think that's because it was technically not? like official like when you're going for your first one you are never the guy who's going to celebrate too early after 203 of these right like you're just like maybe maybe bo hostler makes eagle here and i have to go to a playoff i'm not going to celebrate like that was the way that i interpreted that well maybe but then even when they had the cameras on and behind the scenes it was just like Oh yeah. Like he, it was like, he didn't know what to do. And I think part of me is contrasting it with Harold Varner this morning when he just like (laughs) has like the best non-major celebration I've ever seen at a golf tournament. So it was hard to juxtapose those two things, but 
I mean, Tom Hoagie uh, wins his second OWGR event that he plays in 2011, and then he loses his next 285 in a row until today, which is just, I I mean, it's such a winning is just, it's so hard, dude. I mean, we saw that last, I I said this on HQ, like where is, and I mean this a little facetiously, but where is Will Zalatoris going to win? Like the, like, when somebody hits, you know, nine of nine greens in regulation gains 2.3 strokes on approach over the final nine, what are you supposed to do? Like, how do you win that event? And I just, I don't know. I don't have the data to back it up. It just feels like it's getting like, if you win three times in a year, you had like an all time year. It's incredible. You, you know, the other thing I was thinking about watching Hoagie, is he was great, but it never felt like he was going to win until he yeah. makes it on 17 and then he's playing 18 conservatively. You, there is no yeah. chance that I thought, I mean, it's not like Spieth was guaranteed at any point, but at the same time, I never foresaw somebody else hitting, you know, laying way back on 18, hitting a layup over the tree and, and playing for five that way especially not Hoagie. I mean, you, maybe Spieth plays it that way. It was setting up for a, a Spieth kind of just get it in the clubhouse there. But you're expecting, I'm going to have to see a Daniel uh, Daniel Berger type shot if somebody's going to catch Spieth. We're going to have a moment on 18 where somebody does something crazy. And it just it just felt like it all turned so quickly with, with one five-footer. It felt like way more than a two-shot swing. So that was a, a a bizarre aspect of the day for me. The guy who's cruising all of a sudden is trailing, and then Hoagie's, you know, chipping it away down the 18th hole. It was very, very bizarre for me. Well, and it also felt a little like, I mean, listen, Tom Hoagie gets credit for winning this golf tournament, but he really only had like one like thoroughbred that he was trying to hold off. Uh, maybe two. Cantley was up there also, but it's For most just, of the day at least. It's it's hard. It's it's very different in a tournament like Pebble than in a tournament like the Memorial or, you know, a, like a just a tournament that's loaded where you're like, oh, I, I got to hold off Spieth and then Cantley, but also Rom and JT and DJ Here comes Xander. and Xander's over there, and it's like that is so. All that to say, like it's a great spot to get a win and to get into the masters because all, so many of the other spots are so just ex, extraordinarily difficult to, to uh, take advantage of fully exempt through the 2024 season. And he is already our fourth first time winner on the PGA tour this season. Can we name the others or have you cheated and looked in the Greg reads the outline? I know he does. I, I have not. Kyle does not read the outline. So I think we're good here. Uh, I usually read the outline. I didn't. T- I usually read the Tuesday outline. I do not read the Sunday. That's that's <laughs> that's false. I've got I've got a lot going on on Sunday. Um, Luke List. Luke List. Yeah. Last week and this week. So that's two of them. Hoagie and List. So is this is this this season or this season? Season. Oh, who's the guy that won the Bermuda? Yeah, who is that South, guy that won the Bermuda? South African. No. International, no. but not South African. Oh, uh, Australian? <laughs> yes. It wasn't Wade Ormsby, was it? It was not. 
You're getting you're very hot though. You're hot. You're all over it. <laughs> you're dialed in. His you're name doesn't it. sound Australian. It sounds like you'd guess he's from France. France. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh Lucas Herbert. Uh, or if he was okay. actually French, it'd be Luke Lucas Her- Herbert. Her- 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 <laughs> And then uh, this season. Yeah, that's tough. It's this season. Good player. Uh, yeah, very, very, very good player. We like him. Safeway. I don't even remember all the events this season. It was the RSM. Oh, Taylor Gooch. Taylor Gooch. There you go. There Four you go. Okay. first-time winners on tour this season. Congratulations to you, Tom Hoagie. You are on the board. To Greg's point, and Greg, let's mine into this a little bit further. This felt like Jordan Spieth's day. And for Ugh. 16 holes, this was Jordan Spieth was going to do it again. Jordan Spieth was going to snap the recent form, break out at a place that he's had so much success, and he was doing it with essentially very little stress. And then 17, he can't get up and down from the greenside bunker, and he missed that, yeah, four or five footer on the on the top side. And Hoagie makes birdie there, and all of a sudden he's two back. It, it just it, it was really what one one bad putt stopped Jordan Spieth from winning this tournament. Yes, I mean you look at what happened, and uh, Troy Troy Merritt went on a little charge to enter into the mix and get into that group that was tied or one back at some point, and and it seemed like um, nobody else was charging. Everybody was just kind of chipping away, like hanging. Everybody was hanging around waiting and nobody was extending themselves. And then Spieth hits the shot at 12 and hits the shot and the putt at 13, which were, I mean, one was 213 on 12 and, and 13 was 191 and he, he hits it in there close. So, I mean, those were phenomenal and he extends himself and you're saying, okay, he's, he's going to have wedge opportunities coming in. And he's got the par five 18th. He he's in good shape here. And, and again, there's nobody really charging. It doesn't feel like there's birdies and bunches coming at you. And, and then all of a sudden he, he hits it through the break at 17 from five feet. And now it, the whole thing switches. It, it was a complete turnaround and a complete switch. And it was, it was one mistake. And I mean, I guess that, that's what, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like one, one, it was one yard. I mean, well, uh, that's what he said on the broadcast. Sorry, like, I didn't mean to interrupt you're, you're, you. No, you're talking about the tee Whoa. shot, right? He said yeah, he thought he yeah. flushed the tee shot on yeah. 17. Yeah. He said it like eight times. Yeah. Right. Which is great. I mean, Which that's is, why we love watching him. Yes. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. You, he, he doesn't stop. The motor just doesn't stop. He's he exhausted. and Greller are going and going and going. But everybody that hit eight, hit eight iron came up short there. So I, I believe he hit it great. Um, I just, I think it was the wrong club. And every, uh, well, many players seem to have a hard time with that. So a, a, a beautiful bunker shot too. I, I thought it was a great bunker shot. And all of a sudden you turn around and all he's not going to win anymore. All of a sudden it feels like he he's really up against it to win the tournament. Because Hoagie's doing what he's doing at 16 at the same exact time. And then he... While Spieth's on 18, he hoops it on um, Hoagie hoops it on eight on 17, and now it's a complete role reversal. And I can't remember seeing this much of a dramatic sway from feeling like you know who's going to win 
to knowing who's going to win, but it's a completely different player. And I don't mean to discredit Bo Hostler. I just, you didn't feel like he was going to make Eagle at 18. Um, you didn't? <laughs> no, I, I didn't. Um, so anyway, it, it was a tough Eagle. It, it, it was hard to get, a, it's hard to get it close to that whole location. It's hard to hit that green. The wind stiffened. <laughs> you don't have bit. to apologize for this, Greg. You, I'm not. No I'm way just, he was making eagle there. <laughs> there was no way Spieth was making eagle either. Correct. Right. Exactly. No. Right. No. No. It, so it just okay. Couple couple things on Spieth. One. Um. So two things really, and I tweeted this out. I'll just read the tweet because I want to read some of the replies to the tweet. The, the, that's even better. So I said, this weekend was Spieth's entire ethos. He takes you right up next to the abyss just before spinning you around and showing you the magnificence of the sea. Many are capable of the former taking you to the abyss, some the latter. Truly rare is the golfer who can give you both. That's his whole appeal, right? Like, that's the whole deal. It's like, he'll take you right up to the edge of the cliff, and then he'll turn you around and show you the Pacific Ocean, which is like... It was like the, and I said this on Saturday, it was like a metaphor. Like what happened on Saturday was a metaphor for like the last eight years, essentially, which is great. So some of the, one guy replied and said, wow, this is how lathered up a T3 and glorified corn fairy tournament gets you. You better have a defib- you better have a defibrillator on hand should he ever win another major. Listen, uh, Pete Lashell, you must be new here because uh, this is like, this is just what this is the deal. Um, this is normal. Yeah, you haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you thought, you, you thought that was a lot. Uh, trot golfer at trot golfer. You're a reporter, not a lover. I, I can be both, <laughs> honestly. I love that. That's good. Uh, so yeah, it's just it's so fun, and I think more seriously, you and I talked about this a lot, Rick. Uh, I think we talked about it on. I know we talked about it on Tuesday. I think we talked about it on Thursday also. Spieth, and I said this, I was on um, the Golfer's Journal. I did a little Q&A with them. And we were just chatting during the round on Thursday. And I was like, I'm kind of worried about Spieth. Like, he's not been good. Right. The numbers are not great. If, if you're finishing poorly, but the numbers are there, it's kind of like, okay. But he was finishing poorly and the numbers weren't there. And I think this, just this weekend alone, 132 strokes at Pebble, um, one of which he risked his life for. Uh, it just it gives me a lot of optimism for the rest of the spring, right? Like, and and I don't want to, I don't want to read. Well, this is all I do, but I don't want to read too much into like two rounds at Pebble. But it's just it, it reframes the way I think we can think about or look at the spring as it relates to speed. I'm curious to know if you're feeling the same thing, Rick. Yes. I, the, I thought that Spieth entering this week, and yeah, we did talk about this. I thought he was the biggest story because if he if he played poorly here, it was sound the alarm. It was red flag, red flag, panic, press everything you can press. We're in big trouble. So yeah, so we I think I called this a litmus test. I think we said this was going to um, kind of determine how I'd feel moving forward, and I think he passed with flying colors, right? This is what you're supposed to do. When Jordan Spieth gets an opportunity to be creative and Jordan Spieth gets to a place that lets him do that, it's, it's scary stuff. And even if he doesn't have his best for four days, he can shoot a 63 on Saturday or he can hit one off a clip. Like, he's just capable of doing a lot of really creative things that if he if he wasn't pulling off 
this week, I would have been very, very concerned. But yeah, now I'm right back to being optimistic that honestly, I think Speed's got four good major championship setups this year. And I, I think that we should be excited. Well, I, and I think that's, I tweeted out the quote that he had from Royal St. George's last year, where he said, I like links golf because it gets me out of, it gets me, I can't remember the word gets me external and I need to be external rather than internal, which is obvious. Um, and, and Pebble is not a, I'm not, I don't want to get golf course architecture people on me, but like Pebble is not a traditional like links course, right? I mean, it, I think it has some aspects of that built into it, but, but it is like a nuance, like it can be a nuanced creative course. And I think what you see, I mean, it's the same thing with Augusta. Augusta is not like a links, a traditional links course, but it's got all these nuances and creativity. And that just seems to pull the best out of speed. I mean, it, right. it, he's had so much success at Pebble. He's had so much success at Augusta. And so, yeah, I'm with you. I'm just, I'm very, I'm very optimistic based on even just the last two days of, of the way he played at Pebble. I did want to get Greg's take on his swing. It looks, it looks really different. I, again, I'm, that's not my world. That's not a world I need to be too deep into, but like the weird pre-shot takeaway thing is like kind of stressful. And then like it, like his whole uh, move at the ball looks a lot slower than it used to. I'm just curious about like what your if you have any like detailed thoughts on it, Craig. Yeah, um, I have plenty. So first of all, the club last year looked very different because it, it was in a position what we call laid off, and the face was really closed at the top of his swing, and that requires a lot of body rotation on the way through when you play close face, which is a good way to play. That's why Rom and DJ and like the DJ, top right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The top players in the world are largely closed face, but they can their body can be so active on the way through, it slows the face down. So to put it real simply, we always say there's there's one of two ways to hit the ball. You can be active with the body and passive with the face or or vice versa. You can be active with the face and passive with the body. And that's really tends to be much more inconsistent. So you you have to be able to move really efficiently in order to play close face. But he's he also now has the club on a much better plane. So th that's why you see that rehearsal. Instead of being laid off, he's working now on getting it going a little more vertical. And at the top of his swing, it doesn't look vertical like it does in his in his pre-shot routine. It, it's somewhere in between. And that's typically the trend. So my guess is in time, as he gets more familiar with the move, you'll see that rehearsal change and it'll probably look a lot more. It'll start to look a lot more like what you see in the actual swing. So all in all, I think it's good. I think there have been some times earlier this season where it, it didn't look as good as it did this weekend, where the, the toe of the club was hanging down a little bit more, which means the face is more open. Now you got to time it a little more and that can be challenging. And so on Thursday, I saw him swing and it was it was different. It was completely different than it was on Saturday and Sunday because the, the face was open. It, it was like he was overdoing something. Whatever he was doing, he he either fixed it or or this it just happened this way. I, I don't know. My guess is he fixed it and they made a little adjustment. And all of a sudden you see a guy hit his irons the way we're 
you the way we're used to seeing when Jordan is good. So uh, all in all, I think the decision to make a swing change heading into this year is I question still. Um, but I do think what he's doing in his swing looks really good. So you think it's more open at the top than it yeah. was? Yeah. Will you grab it? Will you? I'm not joking here. Will you grab a club behind you and show me like the closed versus open thing? Like, yeah, I love you, this. Absolutely. If you're not watching on YouTube, you should be watching on YouTube. Yeah, man. This is all access. Yeah, like I just, I, I know, I, right. I know what, I know what laid off is. I don't, I don't know if I totally understand how that relates to like closed and open. So, so if you're looking at, if you're looking at it this way, if the see how the toe right now is hanging down to the ground, like yeah, this, yeah, 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 that's that's open. That's square when when it's parallel depending on where your forearm is when it's pair when this is parallel the leading edge right here when that's parallel to your forearm that's square and okay. when you see the club face point up to the sky that's closed that's, that's dj, DJ. Right? that's definitely dj and yeah. so right now last year spieth was like this but that's because the club was way out of screen it was way over here laid off yeah. When a club gets laid off, the face the um face is going to point up to the sky. So now he's working on getting a little more of this kind of a position. It's it's, it's a little hard to show it with no, his camera. I, yeah. But a little more of this. And and earlier this week, I think it was too much of this where the toe was hanging down too much. And then this weekend it kind of got into this square position. And again, the relationship it's really more like this. That's really square. He got a little like this, where the 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 um, mass of the club is on this side of the shaft. That's really open. And yeah, that's this, okay. Yeah, this weekend you got it a little more like that, which is really gotcha. square. Gotcha. Does that makes okay. sense. So he's trying to keep it more open, but less laid off. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And those okay. often go together. But laid off swings tend to be a little more closed. So it, it, it goes together. It's just it, when that gets overdone and the face gets open, it can be really hard to time and it can be really inconsistent, which again, that's why the you go down the list of top players in the world and they're square to closed. They're, they're closed because they can be really aggressive with their body and they don't have to time it with their hands. And that leads to consistency. This is great. Yeah. I, we need we Beautiful need like three more hours on just <laughs> Greg. I need Greg to break down my swing. Yeah, send it along. I saw the one. I can't. There's one I've seen I, that I can't. There's I one can't floating break. around. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, couple items. Speed almost pulled the biggest comeback like ever, or one of yeah. the largest comebacks ever. He was uh, 11 shots behind to par after the first two rounds uh, almost pulled that off it would have been uh one of the larger comebacks in in the last 50 years or so um couple of items patrick cantlay i think is a problem he i don't think he played well at all and he's just gonna pile a t4 here kp like he's a he's a big time problem right well i didn't think he played well at all six straight top 11 i think uh fifth straight top 10 I should probably just go fifth straight top 10, sixth straight top 11. Sounds goofy. My, my thing with him is like, I, I don't, this is a little bit of what happened last year when Berger won and he kind of, 
he, he was better last year. He shot 68 in the final round last year, 71 in the final round this year, but he had an opportunity to win both tournaments and he didn't take advantage of it, which whatever that happens. Patrick Cantlay has proven enough. Like he's done enough over the course of his career that you're like, he's a good, he's a good enough final, like closer, like final round player. I think my big thing with Cantlay right now is he's playing so well, Rick, that it's setting him up for a situation in which if you're not good at the majors this year, like if you're not competitive, then that's a, that's a problem. Like that's a real like issue, you know, because he's playing at a level of like a almost ROM like where you're like, man, your floor is just a joke. It's so high. And so to do that for eight straight months and then to go T 30 at the masters, that would be an issue. Like for me, like just looking at, at kind of where he's at. So that that's kind of my big takeaway from him. Two top tens in 19 major championships, Greg, and expectations are rising. 2022, Kyle's right. If he has four T37s, we're going to be having a conversation come December that Patrick Cantlay did not meet expectations. If you just look at probabilities, this is a it's a really bad, however many month stretch this is to be great. If you're looking financially, it's pretty good. Yeah. But, I mean, there's the longest stretch between majors. So you're you're peaking. If this is the peak, you're you're peaking at a time where there aren't majors to play. So, I mean, the good thing he has is he, there was a, a period of nearly four months off where he's. I think that, that number might be wrong, but anyway, a long stretch of without a lot of golf. And now it, it could almost feel like he's on his way back up. He's getting back into the place he was in the playoffs last year. But you're right. This is where he's now earned those elevated expectations. And now you, you're you subject to the criticism when you don't pull through on those. And that's a great place to be. Yeah. You'd much rather be in a place where you're criticized if you don't finish in the top 10 of a major than where you just don't get talked about at all. So I think it's a great sign for Patrick Cantlay. He's made some big improvements with the putter, although today it really let him down. Very similar to last year's final round where he just didn't get it going on the back nine. But um, I think he's, I think he's fine. He's in a really good place. He's good, man. He's good. Uh, I want to talk about Saudi Arabia and Harold Varner the third. I want to talk about Bryson DeChambeau. We've got to do our best bets and one and done update. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up to me. And I know it can be confusing the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple. And that's where super feet 
comes into play. These super feet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code first at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. And we're back. Okay. This morning, Saturday, Sunday morning, Saturday evening, I guess, depending on where you're at on the globe, Harold Varner III won the Saudi International. And KP, as you alluded to earlier, he did it in quite dramatic fashion, my friend. It was about an 80-footer on the 72nd hole in which he had to two-putt to force a playoff with Bubba Watson, who had just finished birdie eagle himself. And instead of two-putting, which would have been a great feat for where he was, he rolls it into the heart and wins by going birdie eagle himself for his second career victory worldwide yeah so can we show this producer jacob we don't have any yeah they don't have no rights to any of this right we can do whatever we want with like video and all that stuff maybe maybe golf channel we're not supposed to i I don't know whatever (laughs) uh, do we have a photo i'll I'll hold off given the uh the controlling entity i don't want to run into anything yeah those guys so uh i there's just so many different things going on here and you're like well First of all, it's great for for Harold Varner, right? Like to get into the top fifty in the world. Has he played in a Masters before? I'm not sure that he. I don't think he has actually. I'll find out. I don't believe he has. I think this is the first time he's been in the top fifty in the world. Um, you know, he's somebody that he gets a little. It feels like allergic to leads at times. We saw it at the 2019 PGA. We saw it even a couple of weeks ago at the American Express. I think we might have even talked about it. We did. We saw it at Riviera. At Riviera, he he touched. He got to the lead, got to ten, and cold topped one. There you go, perfect, Jacob. Cold topped one off the tenth tee. Uh, Kyle, no, he has never played in a, in a Masters, and this is the putt. So this is just off the green here. I mean, it's eighty three feet. He's got to throw it out multiple feet to the right, and he and he gets it in there with basically dying speed. I mean, that's a good. Th- yeah, that was a. I think I actually tweeted this video out. It was from somebody who was at the event. Yeah, yeah the that's this. a different yeah. perspective than what I've seen. Yeah, the celebration good. was sweet. Um, so it's great for him. You beat the best. I mean, Bubba Watson called it the best field of the week, which it was by far. I think it was 345 OWGR or field strength of 345, which is tantamount to like a Scottish Open or a Valspar. You know, good fields, not memorial, but good. Um, but then I, I, I <laughs> I struggle with this, right? Because it's like, is this, and people are talking about this on Twitter. Is this, is this the whole point is like what the Saudi government is trying to do is to get us to be like, Oh, but look at the finish and look at the golf and like to forget like the whole reason or to me, one of the big reasons that they're even hosting this event. So I think two things can be true at once. Like it is great for Varner and it is a, it, to me it's actually like the, the the way that ended is like yo golf is like 
is like bigger than all of this. It's bigger than Phil Mickelson. It's bigger than one player. It's bigger than the SGL. It's bigger than the PGA Tour. Golf itself is is enduring. It's always going to win out. Um, so that that was a cool thing. But then on the other hand, to to not forget like again to me the one of the primary reasons the tournament was even held, which is seemingly a not great reason by the by the Saudi government. So I just. I don't know. I, I I don't I don't want to be like wishy washy there, but I, I think both things can be true at the same time, and I think right. both probably are true at the same time. Yeah, you don't have to be wishy washy. Both things can be true. It can be a really cool finish for Howard Varner that can help grow the game, and it can also be a crappy situation for a tournament that's put on by not so great people like that both of those things can be true so um from the golf perspective greg hv3 gets back in the winner's circle for the first time in in six years the australian pga championship was his previous victory and yeah we've we've said countless times on this on this podcast like what happens when hv3 gets into the lead when he gets himself to, into contention um this time he actually snapped through and just went out and won the darn thing yes um and he tried to do what he's done in the past and he did a little bit. He made double at 14 and made bogey at 16. And he forced him. I mean, he, he had, a, I think, a two-shot lead at the time. Double par bogey. And now he has to go birdie eagle to to win. And he, and he fortunately does. It, it's almost like the error happened at the right mm. time where it was early enough for him to save it. It wasn't too, it wasn't early enough for the wheels to kind of fall off. So just to just to break down his golf a little bit, I mean, he did he did the Harold Varner thing, and he also did something <laughs> new, which was pretty cool. So I, I'm happy for Harold. That that's for sure. The the uh, all things considered, KP, the length of the putt, the moment, the 70 second hole, the difficulty, it's got to be like one of the better putts we've had on television in a long time. Yeah, I mean, since <laughs> since. Uh... Rom, Rom dropping one on DJ. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, no, no. something. I, th I was going to say Rom at the U.S. Open. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah. That's it, it, was, it wasn't as long, but the celebration was, I thought, just as good on both yeah. 17 and 18 at, at Torrey last year. Yeah. There's something in that celebration to me that's surprise where it's a great shot and it's a great putt, yeah. but there's a huge element of luck that goes in, that, that it plays a factor in that. Not, I'm not saying that luck is why he hold that putt, but it plays a much bigger role where Rom's putts on 17 and 18 at the U.S. Open are in that zone where it's you're expected to make it. And it, it's almost like a field goal kicker when Justin Tucker has a 63 yarder at the end of the game to win. Yeah, yeah. That pressure is completely different than a 42 yard try for the win. It's because there's no, it, it, this is a, or we're flipping a coin here. I, I know there's a chance it goes in, but there's no, there's no sense of failure if you don't. So, Which is almost, it's almost a good thing for Varner, right? If we talk about him being allergic to the lead or what, I, I don't, I don't know. I, he would, he it's would a definitely, phrase, but yeah, <laughs> he would definitely refute that. And he had yeah. some pretty strong language in his presser about like, no, I believe in me, like all the, and it's like, I don't know, man. Like I've I've seen this a lot. Like I I I don't know what. Like I I want to believe in you, but like the way that you've played at times makes it hard. And so it's almost it's almost easier is a bad word, but it's almost easier to have 
the lack of pressure from a 80 footer. Although I will say there's pressure to two putt that, you know, you can't, yeah. Oh yeah. It's not, you can't screw putt. that up. So and he nailed the speed. It was perfect. Yeah. I love that the part of the celebration is his caddy literally jumping into his arms and HV3 is like holding him up. Like that's not something you necessarily see uh, yeah. on the PGA Tour quite often. He he also <laughs> mentioned in his in his uh, presser he said that he was expecting to get a text from uh, MJ and TW, which I was like, wow, that's uh, that's nice. That's quite a one-two punch there. Can I can can we jump back to the Saudi thing just real yeah, quick of before we move on? Sure. So Varner said that I read his whole transcript and somebody asked him if uh, I got to read this because it was just preposterous. Somebody asked him, um, oh, where is it? I hope you're, I hope this is the quote I think you're going to read. Yeah. So Harold, great energy. This is, this is a <laughs> real question in his, in his post round presser. Uh, Harold, great energy, great win, great energy. Like always. About the top 50, Harold, you're going to have a good chance to be in all the majors this year. So it's something that you have visualized before. And then we get to the question that we've all been wondering. Are you going to be able to control your cursing at the majors? Wow. Are, are we, did, are we, I, I read this as well. Are we missing the context? Like this is, this is a real question that he was asked after winning this tournament. Like what, how did we even get to this point? Is he known for cursing? He must, he must be, I, he said, I don't know. That's not my problem. I'm the, which kind of is your problem, but, uh, it's I'm also not his problem. That's like everybody else's problem. <laughs> I'm there to play golf. I'm sure I can handle myself. I'm sure I'll be fine. If they don't like it, I'm sure they'll tell me and I'll be all right. Yeah. That's what you want. You want to play the big ones. I feel like I'm getting better. I feel like I can win. That's obvious. That was very, very strange. Um, strange question. What and, and the, I hate this question, obviously, but it's also so uppity to be like, yeah, you can curse anywhere you want, but not at the majors. You must yeah. be able to control yourself at the major championships, our game's biggest event. Like, get I, I hate everything about this question. Is is Varner in the Netflix deal? I can find out. I can't and remember. That may be where. Well. I, th I don't think he is. I wish he was. I think that would be interesting. Um, okay, here was this quote that I wanted to talk about because he, I think it was emblematic of um, what a lot of guys were kind of saying this week. And 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 uh, the question was, how was your experience in Saudi International? And are we, are we going to see you this time next year? He said, oh, it was great. The hospitality was unbelievable. I had a great time here. I just want to come a little earlier next time. Felt like I got here and I just played golf and ate well and hung out with people I'd met before, but I want to see as much as I can. I think that's really good in any culture is to leave it, it so leave your culture and figure out what's important in other cultures. I think we're really good at making opinions without going to someone else's home. Amen. I totally agree with all that. That's also like not the point here. Like I think discovering and, and learning about and understanding other people's uh, or other cultures globally is, is massively important for perspective and for maturing. And like, that was a big thing for me, even like in college, when I got to travel around a little bit, it just, it matures you in a way that you can't, if you just stay home all the time, it also is like, not the point. Like that's like, I think I think sometimes these these guys these golfers that go over there they're like oh well, you just you need to come here and see the culture well it's like that is, that's not what what is being criticized here 
the right. thing that's being criticized is that the 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 financial arm of the Saudi government is like pay, is like uh, hosting this event with the intention of like making the government look good. Like that that's the problem, not the culture right. of Saudi Arabia. I'm pro like Saudi yeah. like like build up the culture. So I that just that irked me a little bit. It wasn't exclusive to Harold Varner. I heard that from a lot of guys this week, and it's just. It's just kind of totally missing the point. And I don't think anyone's doubting that uh, you're being wine and dined and you're going to enjoy yourself. Like, I don't sure. I don't think anyone's doubting that. That's not the whole point here. But, um, yeah, I, I think there's obviously bigger things happening. Yeah. If you're the guest of a, a leader or royalty in any country in the world, it's, it's not going to look like a, a bad time. It's, it's <laughs> right. probably going to be sweet. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you're at that kind of level. So that I guess that's probably what he's getting at is if I have more time to explore the culture more, I'll get to see the, you know, I'll get to see more of it. You get to see the, the real side, which I completely understand. Cause just because you go to the country, play golf for six days, however, however long he was there, that doesn't mean that you really see the, the yeah. full culture far from it and would be my guess. And it, it feels a little like, yo, you, you don't know what it's really like. And it's like, well, I think, I think you might not know what it's really like. Like you were just like hanging out with these, like in the whatever pa palaces, I, I don't know where they were. Um, right. With the, with it, the orbs. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, I, I think that like, actually, I, I don't know. We don't need to go too far down that, but that, that just, that rubbed me the wrong way. Again, it was emblematic of what everybody that was there was kind of saying uh, throughout the week. Um, yeah. And it just, I don't know. I found that to be kind of problematic. Big, big congrats to, to you, Harold, for uh, getting the victory, getting it done. Uh, one more. Oh, he is not in the Netflix docu-series. So check, checked on that. Not see him. The other thing we've got to get to, also Saudi-related, and it's Bryson DeChambeau who withdrew after round one of this event. And then he went to Instagram to respond to critics, I guess. And I'll just read this in full. Here is the post from Bryson DeChambeau. Quote, everyone needs to chill. Yes, I hurt myself, but not from hitting it far. I slipped and fell this week on Tuesday, unfortunately. I know people probably won't believe me, but that is the truth. I will be back stronger and better than ever in a few weeks. Thank you for the hospitality at Saudi International Golf. Thank you for your concerns and keep hitting bombs. I will be back. End quote. Greg, fine. But wasn't he hurt? Didn't he withdraw from the Sony because of yes. injury? Wasn't he getting rehab well before this whole I fell and hurt myself on Tuesday? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, he put out a video on his YouTube page. Yeah. That talked about how his wrist has been hurting and not getting better for three to four weeks. Right. So who who, and who who does he think he's fooling here with this? He had he he was in there with Greg Roscoff in the video. They're working on it. He's to, they're talking about the force and why the wrist can't keep up with, you know, why there's a, a weak muscle in the wrist and the, that's the weak link and that's why it's not supporting all the forces. And it was nothing about a a fall. I mean, and, he, and then he admits that the fall happens on Tuesday. So if I can draw a comparison to this, it would be. Brooks Kepka at the CJ cup where you're yes. injured. You just had a surgery. You slip and re-aggravate it and it creates another problem. Oh yeah. 
but he didn't he did, real quick. I don't think he had surgery. He just had like the uh, muscle therapy thing. You're talking about Brooks, right? Uh, right. Brooks had stem cell, the yeah, stem cell yeah, procedure. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you're absolutely. And then I think he had to have surgery after. But I guess the point is his injury wasn't from slipping on concrete, right? The injury comes from something that happens before that. And it, it, and he aggravates it slipping on concrete. So unless it's a completely different injury, I, I don't understand so the everybody needs to chill aspect of this. You're saying it's just semantics. It's like, well, maybe he did slip, but that wasn't the actual. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that he you know he's, he's lying uh, that th there's right. no evidence but, but of that. there were injury we were talking about his injuries when he was holding every body part at tory this right. is not think, this isn't new everything's just a derivative of dj falling down the stairs at the 2016 Masters. I, I almost said when i was reading that i almost said i fell down the stairs but i like my brain was ready for it <laughs> <laughs> and these things can happen it, it's every day it, it's life right we all slip and fall sometimes some more than others um I, i'm just i'm just a little surprised at the at his um his angle towards it as if we're as if none of us are following his injuries and the the timeline and watching what he puts out on youtube <laughs> yeah just and, if you watched like, his youtube video greg if you watched if you subscribed to his youtube channel you are in the know about his injuries but he's <laughs> he's doing the youtube so he can get the truth out there that's that's the <laughs> That's what he always talks about. Well, I want to have my own channel so I can set the record straight. Well, it's like, well, wait a second. Like, there's a lot of different records going on here. You know, you know how I always get people to believe what I say is I say, I know people probably won't believe me, but that's always a good way to get people to believe exactly what you're saying. Wait, are you? You're joking, right? I'm joking, right? Yes. Like the like, it's yes, almost, but it's almost like a, it's almost like a mind game of like. Are, are you are you trying to go are you trying to like trick me into thinking that that's what i should think so that i go right. beyond that and actually think it like <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a so, total mess i think the point the whole point is like he's i don't really i mean greg's right but i also don't know that i care how much like when or how it happened of like this is this is a real thing you know and yeah it's affected now three events pulls out of Sony messed up at Tory uh, withdraws from Saudi Arabia. And you're starting to get into the like two or three months stretch of like, this is, these are like real big time events. And how is, how is this going to affect him for the year? I don't, I, I don't have a lot of op. I didn't, I already didn't have a ton of optimism for him at, the majors this year but this is this is not good like it's not it doesn't engender a lot of optimism for bryson for the future i agree obviously we'll continue to watch i mean obviously we want him to get healthy we want him to get right we want him to play good golf but uh the, the chill out stuff always makes me chuckle a bit okay gentlemen we've got to do our best bets we've got to do our one and done update but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners it's a really fine line creating 
workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there, and I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now, here's what you can do for four our listeners. Uh, First-time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And we're back. Best bets. I can make this very quick. Zero wins. KP, you're off the hook because you had Daniel Berger top 20. He withdrew. So you, you should just, you know, we could just give you a win here because he definitely would have top 20. No doubt about it. For sure. Probably top 10. <laughs> uh, at least for the fantasy and gambling community, we were very happy that he withdrew Wednesday night and not Thursday morning after this thing already kicked off. Do you so, think he fell you, also? Did he fall? I don't know. I'll have to check his Instagram stories <laughs> to see. Uh, Greg, you and I are losers. I had Jason Day over Jordan Spieth. You had Justin Rose to finish inside the top 20, which Rosie was playing well. He Let's see where he finished. Ooh, the old 78 Sunday. on Sunday is not going to get yeah. it done. He, he was in 22nd heading into... Yes. the round on Sunday and he was right there. And I was, I was thinking top tens in play. Justin Rose goes out and gets after it on Sunday and it just went, everything went wrong. I mean, I didn't see him hit a shot. He, he wasn't on the, on the coverage and that's because he shot 78. We're not really interested in watching that. So it, it just all went wrong and didn't work out so well. So it was close. I don't think it's as bad. I don't think this is as bad a bet as it looks when you look at his final position because he had a he had a chance going into Sunday. The other bet that I considered, I believe Caesars had a Seamus Power over Jordan Spieth matchup that I considered. That was an eleven shot swing on Saturday alone, Kyle. Yeah. Eleven shot swing where you were you were fine and dandy. You were loving your position with Seamus Power. He shoots a 74 on Saturday. Spieth shoots a 63, 11 shot swing on Saturday, and another three shot swing on 
Sunday, a 14 shot swing in two days. My goodness. I mean, how do you feel if you're Seamus Power? Are you excited about the T9 or are you no. like, what do you, what's your. No, you're, you're camping. He you're shot playing. 74 at, at, at uh, Monterey Peninsula. By the way, I've got a normal sports stat here for you. Okay. Uh, where are we? Okay. So, uh, Spieth for the week was so hoagie was first in strokes gain spieth was second uh troy Merritt was actually third even though he finished fourth in the event <laughs> which is just the dumbest thing ever like and i think it was because he played one of the court like one of the courses played harder on the day that he played it than on the day that the other guys played it but right i thought that was i thought you guys would appreciate that um it's yeah craziness uh seamus power five straight top 20s but this one has to be the most disappointing. Uh, yeah, like if you, uh, I, I, I don't know if Seamus Power sees a sports psychiatrist, Greg, but it would be very easy. If I was his sports psychiatrist, I'd be like, buddy, you are, let's zoom out here. You are piling up top 10s and top 20s. If you went 72, 74, 64, 64, instead of 64, 64, 74, 72, you'd feel amazing about this week. And I, I know it hurts, but like zoom out, you are, you're contending my friend. If I was Seamus power, I'd say, yeah, but I, I didn't. I shot 64, 64. I'd say, all right, well, our, our, hour, our hour is up, Greg. We'll pick this up next week. <laughs> um, but look, he, he should be, he needs a reset. This one will hurt. It, it, it'll really sting. And he was so confident going in and you feel like, oh, this is actually going to, this is actually going to happen. And now all of a sudden, there was a time it looked like 1600 could, you know, win. And he, he was there after 36 holes. So very disappointing for him. But you're right, Rick, when he's able to take a step back and evaluate his play from 30,000 feet, uh, he'll be he'll be happy long term. I just this there's no way you make it to the PGA Tour without a performance like that hurting. So he, yeah. he's not feeling great right now. Easier, easier said than done, I think, with uh, my tactics out there are one and done update. I'm reeling. I'm I'm just reeling right now. Cameron Tringale misses the cut. Uh, takes myself and Jacob with him. Let's see. KP, you got um, $74,603 from Jason Day, which actually he was doing he better seven, than that until Sunday as well. Yeah, he shot 74 on Sunday, which was just... That was a disappointment. I, I thought his I thought his week was a little disappointing. If you want to win five to ten times in a year, you know this is probably a good opportunity to get one of them. Yeah, that was what he said true. before the or I think after Tory last week. Um, yeah, seventy five k is fine. I wish it would have been in the and felt like it should have been in the hundred. He just he just didn't play well on Sunday. Coach and Sia went with Maverick McNeely, T33, 43,548. Mark also had Jason Day for 74,000. But Greg, big winner, my friend. Greg. And this is, okay, you're sticking to the plan. Patrick Cantlay, T4, $391,500. You are now at $3.1 million. You're closing in on producer Jacob for third. This is, um, it's nice. But it feels costly. I, I feel like I, I look at everybody that you guys played and it doesn't feel like you're going to be checking your your sheet to see if you picked <laughs> Mav McNeely at any point earlier in the year. 
So it just, this one feels a little costly, even though it was a nice move. It's above the average that it takes every week. It's a step in the right direction. It just, it, it comes at a price. And I, I don't think this will be Cantlay's best week of the year. Thought he had a great chance to win in this field, which is why, that's why I played him. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy nobody else played him, I guess, but I'm a little, I feel like there's a lot, a lot out there for Patrick Cantlay the rest of the year. You've gotten $836,000 in the last two weeks with Patrick Cantlay and John Rom. Right. And is that enough? It's right on the border with, I know that those are two great weeks. Yeah, but those are, but those but, are the, like the two guys. <laughs> yeah. It's very costly. So uh, we'll see how this strategy pays out when we get to playoff time. Am I going to be missing these guys wow. from playoffs? I, majors. I, I don't, I don't think I'll be missing them too much in majors. There'd be playoffs. Thank you. You kidding me? <laughs> so there's a lot of money coming up here. So next week, waste management and we are through course rotation season. Thank you. We need that. We're through it. 8.2 yeah. million in the purse next week. Then Riv, 12 million bucks up top. There you go. Jacob's just throwing up random just randomly. Images. Yeah. <laughs> I love it's it. Right? That's subliminal messaging. Apparently, one <laughs> button, just a really long blink. <laughs> Apparently, one button on my keyboard just pulls that up randomly. Same. 12, 12 million at Riviera, 8 million at PGA National for the Honda Classic. And then Arnold Palmer, 12 million. And then how about this? 20 million bones at the players' championship. We've I mean, got, uh, this is an important pull, stretch. Pull the uh will you pull the the standings back up, producer Jacob? So th I think the winner gets three. I think it's three point four, isn't it? So you could go two so I mean last year, right? Yeah, but two point seven last year, and the purse was fifteen. Is that right? Yeah, I think. So, so it's basically eighteen so percent. Yeah. If so, you're me, you could go to you could go to four four million five hundred like that and be in. I mean, though, if you pick the player's winner, you have a good chance of winning. I think it's going to be like three point six million to the winner. That's because that's absurd. It's absurd, but it's eighteen percent up top. Yeah. I might take Siwoo. I think you should. <laughs> Just Pete die. Run it back. Woo, shaking that ass, shaking that ass, shaking that ass. <laughs> I'm not picking him. I'm not. I'm not picking Speed. He's not. He has not been good there. Oh my god. Would you rather? Oh, I'm trying to think about this. No, I've, I'm going to abandon that thought process, uh, gentlemen. Anything else before we get out of here on this week's AT and T at Pebble Beach Pro Am? We're headed to. Super Bowl week, and we are, or do I have to call it the big game? We're headed to the big game week, and also waste management, raucous crowd, one one course for all four days. I'm very, very excited. I'm really looking forward to waste management as well. The WM Phoenix Open. It's not. Yeah, well. it is low key one of the one of the better events of the year. Can we like prop it up next week? So like, yes, like um. What will be higher, the winning score of the Waste Management Phoenix Open or or Joe Burrow passing yards? Yeah, that's I'm in. 
something like that. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure that's a great example. But I think I see no, it is. Goal. I think a Dude. better game is watching Rick have to come up with oh golf, total score with golf, yeah. football, yeah. sport props. <laughs> yeah, it's that's like, gonna be you. You started that, and I was like, one. "Where is he going?" Yeah, that was good. It was a good one. That, you landed that plane. I'm yeah. like Jordan Spieth today. I'm like Spieth. There we go. That's yeah, a good perfect, perfect ending, ending to the. All right, gentlemen, we'll put a bow on it there. Big thanks to. Producer Jacob doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Greg Ducharme, you can find him on Twitter at the Real GFD. Kyle Porter can be found at Kyle Porter CBS, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.